0: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Pergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas or topics for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do that is by email. The address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. S is in Sioux, F is in Falls, catholic.org. I'm joined in studio today by Father Paul Rutten. Hi, Father. Hello, Dr. Bergwald. Father, we'll uh, allow you to introduce yourself to our listeners momentarily in What we're going to be talking about today, though, is men's spirituality, men's groups, um, what it means to be a Catholic. Man, a disciple in the church um, with with sort of a, for lack of a better word, a masculine spirituality. What look what that looks like, and so on. So that's our topic for today on Ignition. If you're if you've maybe never listened to Ignition before, my name is Chris Bergwald. I am the director of adult discipleship and evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Been in that role since 2002. Uh, since 1999, we, uh, I've been married to Jermaine in the role of husband, and uh, since 2004, the role of father. We have five kids, the oldest born in 2004, um, all of them born and raised in Sioux Falls. Father, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners?
1: My name is Father Paul Rutten. I am the pastor of St. Mary's Parish here in Sioux Falls. As we're Falls. recording now. As we're recording now. You know, that yes. could change. Yeah, it could other. change because I don't know when this will be. Right, right. Uh, will you be listening to this? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll still be the pastor of
0: St. <laughs> Mary's. Well, they could be listening to this episode <laughs> decades yes, from now. Yes, yes, well, you you're could right. be dead right you're now. Right.
1: You're correct. You're correct. Uh, I am uh, Sioux Falls. Uh, almost. Well, I was born in Sioux Falls, yeah. but we didn't quite live in Sioux Falls when I was born. Um. Grew up right here in this neighborhood of the cathedral, um,
0: yeah. North Enders, they say. North here ender in as
1: we say. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I have four brothers and four sisters. Uh, we, yeah, so good.
0: Ordained two thousand two, if I recall correctly. Yep. Two thousand two months so. before I arrived in Sioux Falls, you mm-hmm. were ordained, but we were both at the Angelica. We were both in, at the angelicum in Rome. You as a yes. seminarian, me as a layman. Yep, yep. Um. Before we get into our topic for today, men's spirituality and so on, uh, I like to ask priests when I have them on, it's probably why they don't come back, but anyway, <laughs> uh, what, so 2002, this will be 18 years this summer for you, yes. right? <clears throat> what's, what's what been one of, if not the, if you can't name the, one of the, the great joys of your priesthood, Father? Hmm. Well, I, the obvious,
1: I always think the obvious, but I, I mean, I love to celebrate mass, um, but I think just walking with people, uh, I did vocations for...
0: Actually, you know, hold on, hold on. I want to stick with the obvious, actually. Okay. This might sound <laughs> obvious question. Why do you love to celebrate Mass?
1: Well, who wouldn't want to make Jesus Christ truly present? Like, I, I sometimes compare it to uh, the moment in which you create a child. Mm. And in one moment, you bring these two particles, these two things. Uh, and then God brings his part and all of a sudden it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh and I've talked to a couple married couples about it. You know, like, did you sense, did you know? Like at what point did you realize that there was life uh where there wasn't? Uh and so too as a priest. Like it was a piece of bread and it was a cup of wine, and now it's the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. Like it's it's this like humbling moment, and uh, and so to really grasp that this is how God works, like that God uses priests to bring about uh, this incredible gift, and God uses a couple uh, to bring about new life. Like those two things, I think when we fully understand them, they just it, it's both mind boggling and humbling that it's how it happened.
0: How has your prayer of the mass changed over the last 18 years?
1: Well, you know, I think we were fortunate, you know, for what better or worse, when we had the translation adjustment, it caused people to have to really concentrate I mean, again. 2011. Um, but I think the whole time, for the most part, I really take it serious. Like, like, it's not just something you do, even though I'll, you know, I'll, I'll you know, sometimes referred to it as, oh, I have to go say mass. Uh But like when you're praying the prayer is like there is a part of me and this sounds weird. And it, for me, it's a different reason. I would like to be, as they call it, ad orientum so that I would be facing yeah. the same direction only because I don't want people looking at me. Yeah. I, it's, it's kind of a sort of an intimate moment and. Then you can see people and they can see you and there's right. this, this moment where I'm almost like, I just don't want anyone to be <laughs> looking at me right now. Mm. Uh and yet it's how it's fine, you know, and I'm fine with it. But there is sort of that like yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay. So Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh that's not the topic for today. No, not at all. But I'm, I'm glad we were able to and maybe we'll talk about that at more length sometime <laughs> if I have you back. If, you, if, if you, I come, if you yeah. come back,
1: if I volunteer
0: to accept <laughs> yeah. yeah. your invitation. This is not a high paying gig for you. I appreciate you taking the time. So, um, to our topic then for today. As you know, well, actually, maybe you don't know. I know that previous assignments in in different parishes you've had, you've started men's groups um, Mm -hmm. and and so on. And as I was thinking about having you on again, had you on a few months ago, Mm -hmm. I thought this might be a topic, because we haven't really, to be honest, talked about it um, directly on Ignition over the almost 400 episodes of Ignition. This might be the first one on men's spirituality. So, um, given your own history of being involved in men's groups and so on in parishes, starting them, helping men run them and so on. I wanted to visit with you about them. So just to start with the, with the basic broad question, oh. um, think about men's spirituality. What would you want people to know?
1: It's different than women's spirituality. <laughs> uh, and I know that sounds obvious, but but I do think that we don't... I'm, oh, let me rephrase. I'm fascinated that a church run by men struggle to get men yeah. to be involved. Uh, and I think some of it is because often w- what we do as men, women and children shouldn't be around in a sense, if mm. that makes sense. Like there's, there's something sort of different about like what men do when men are together, that in a sense you sort of say, well, the, the women, not that it's bad, but there's just sort of a, I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but an edge maybe that, that men can have sort of like what I did one time and maybe I'll find it someday. I preached at the Newman center one time and, and I said, uh, women, uh, this isn't for you right now. (laughs) And I realized that I don't know up until that moment that I ever gave a homily in which I specifically wanted to talk just to men. Yeah. And I had to preface it so that the women would understand that they, they that this wasn't for them and not that they, they couldn't listen. Um, and this lady who I knew well, she said she was listening to the homily while she was running on the treadmill. And she said she just about fell off the treadmill when I said it. Because she said, I've never heard a priest say that. Like, I'm going to just speak to the men for a moment. And the reason why I said that is, like, men function differently with other men uh, when like what Jesus, in the example I used is when Jesus has his disciples, he just sort of sends them out. Like, go, like go and then come back and see what happens. Like there's this sort of like, just go try it. See what yep. happens. Yep. Um, how many dads have said, don't tell mom. <laughs> sure, sure. But you take the truck and just go over in that part of the field <laughs> and then come back. And you're, you know, you're not old enough. You're not supposed to do it. But there's this sort of adventure. There's like this risk. There's sort of risk, you yeah. know, like this trust and you might fail. And the dad's going to be like, well, you know, we'll, we'll do, you know, it's okay. And I sort of felt like that was Jesus kind of like sending them out. Like, sure they were successful, but I'm sure there was failures and they came back in the midst of it all. And, and, and so I think there's a risk that, that we give to men and men step up to the challenge. Like they want to know that this is dangerous, uh, you know, um, that, that it takes something special to do, you know, in so many cultures, uh, there's a rite of passage for men. Like there's, you send the boy out to do something and then he comes back and, uh, but there isn't one really for us as, as Americans per se. And so I, I do think that when it comes to our spirituality, this idea of God asking you to do something, like a task at hand, that that isn't going to be easy, uh, but it's going to be important. The other thing I think is we always refer to God in the masculine, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And so f- for women, that makes sense, like to have a relationship because it's this feminine-masculine dynamic. So it's a natural. But you can't say that then to a bunch of men. Right. So you have to then say, "Well, okay, then what does this look like? Like, like how do I relate to the father differently than my sister relates to the father?" Right. And and I feel like we we lived in a culture that has had to apologize then for you know a masculine way of life uh, to be able to say, "Well, how does this work? What does it look like?" And you know, what does my prayer life look like that might be different? Uh, Than my mom or my sister or my you know my niece's prayer life and the way I relate, uh, but I I think to myself we don't ask anything often you know like of guys like there's no real challenge <laughs> so so I like, like we gotta kind of challenge them like step up to the plate but I think it's hard you know there's the you know St Paul wives be submissive to your husbands like that yep. if you ever want to watch like cringing <clears throat> right. like in church just. Read
0: that Ephesians five,
1: I think. And whenever I have it read, because you don't, it sometimes you get to eliminate it. Um, I always my like, "Well, how did you miss the second half?" Yeah. Like, wait a minute here. Husband who who has really so has father, it or, worse? Husbands, husbands love your wives as Christ loved, loved the, the church. church. Like he died. Like he gave his life. Like who's got the better deal in this? <laughs> but I think because the men don't live their half being sort of submissive in the sense of what that means then you're not really <clears throat> it's not really good because it's not submissive in the way we think it's under the mission of right so what is the mission of the father what is the mission of a man it's to get people to heaven yep. like absolutely get them to heaven but if the husband's goal isn't heaven then he's going to ask all kinds of things of his wife that isn't shouldn't have been asked amen and it's going to just be a mess and i also think in that when we do that, we somehow think then that somehow women don't have a role to play; they don't have something to offer in the midst of it all. And I and I and I've gone back and forth with a few men about this who really don't like the idea that men are supposed to be the spiritual head of the household. And I don't think I don't think they they it it's exactly understood properly. It's not that that the men are the ones that have to do the praying and they're the ones that do the leading in in a sense. But there is something about men and their role that's crucial. That studies have shown that if the father practices the yep. faith, the kids will practice. Yes. <clears throat> if the father doesn't, good luck. Like, it's just, it's... And you can't deny that that there's, there's something in that. Um, but I do think that it's important that the wife contributes as well. I mean, I, I don't think it's an either or... But I think to be able to have the husband, or the, or just even the man in, in general, understand. Um, I also think the challenge that we face with that is the minute we see a man who's faithful, we think they should be priests. Amen. You know, like Amen. the minute you like see this young man in church, you're like, oh, he's he should be a priest. What's he doing here? Uh, and instead of like, oh, you know, men can come to church too. Amen. Uh, as as laymen, as laymen, as you know, single laymen, they can come to church too. And not necessarily be priests.
0: If you're so. just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast for the New Evangelization. Your host, Dr. I am your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. Today, visiting with Father Paul Rutten um, of of Rutten Radio fame, perhaps <laughs> you've heard before. <laughs> oh. And we're visiting today. But sorry to bring it up. I, know. Um, why I my, left it out. I know. Men's spirituality yeah. is, is the topic for today. Father, I want to go back to a word that you used early on. because um, it, So... You, you made the point that for a church that has male leadership, the irony of the fact that we, at least in this country, well, not uniquely in this country. Oh. Again, we both studied in Italy, and I, know, <laughs> I remember worse. going to the parish, um, the local parish, and and there's the husband sitting on the church steps reading this paper, smoking so then, a cigarette, right. While the wife is inside, like you brought her, you literally brought her to church, yep. and then you sit outside. And sometimes we see that here. I've seen husbands sitting in the car. Yeah. Well, well, his wife's inside. Um, so it's not just an American thing, um, but I, I, you used um, use the word dangerous yeah. uh, risk and so yeah. on. And, and there's something about <clears throat> uh, the male psyche. Um, and therefore, in our spirituality as men, that we respond to to, to, the, to a challenge, or we want a challenge, we want something that's maybe risky, um, adventurous. Yeah. What could be less adventurous than going to church? I, I think there's this idea that, <laughs> that church is domesticated, I think it's feminine, yeah. it's for women. Yeah. Um, how do you, why is what I just said, what could be less adventurous than going to church. That's wrong. That's not true, in fact. But why not? Like, wh- what's the adventure of being a disciple of Jesus Christ?
1: Well, I think it's the it's the reality of, of coming to the place that you discover that Christ really has something for you to do. Uh, and when you come to church, you're sort of brought into a place where you're going to have to ask this question. Like, you're going to have to sort of check in. Like, uh, as you listen to the readings, as you hear the homily, as you sit before Jesus in the Eucharist, like you, there should be sort of a challenge about the way I'm living my life. Uh, and as I've come here, you know, to church to, to worship God, uh, do I feel that I'm, I'm challenged and affirmed that there's a, a, there's something for me as I sit there that I realize as I go back out into the world that I'm supposed to do something? Like I didn't just come in here uh, for my own sake, uh, but that also takes the, that that part of the liturgy helps people focus on that, you know, that people take seriously uh, listening to the readings or whatever the homily might entail, or even just the, the quiet time of prayer uh, while they're in church itself. Um, also, I think the other challenge we face is, in America, there's no risk to go to church. In other countries, it could blow up. Right. Like, you could be shot. Yep. In fact, one of my classmates uh, in seminary, he was killed. Right.
0: An Iraqi, uh, an, an Iraqi priest. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, he was blown up. Uh, so there's no... Like, we go and we're like, well, you know, what's the risk? Uh, so in, in some countries, literally, there is a risk yep. uh, in, in being uh, Catholic. So I, I do think there's that part as well.
0: I, As you were talking there... Um... God has a call for every one of us mm-hmm. and p- particularly once we've been baptized and confirmed yeah. we have been charged with responsibility for doing our part to get some people to heaven. Right. I, who those people are is 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 unique to each one of us. Right. Certainly our wives and our children for those of us who are married we have a particular role um of of helping them get to heaven, but every one of us, man and woman, right has been given that responsibility. And so for men, like, you know what? Domesticated and feminine and so on. God has entrusted the salvation of someone's or some people's soul in part, not completely, but in part to you. Mm-hmm. What more adventure do you want right. than that? Right. I, I thought of the, the, the oft quoted line in the context of this from, from the blues brothers. We're on a mission from God." right? We have been given a mission, mission by from, God, right? I, you as a priest, me as a layman, every we're on a mission from God, right? Are we stepping up to the challenge or are we just sitting back and, and frankly, letting the enemy, and I mean the devil, I mean, Satan, um, take advantage of our, of, of our uh, lack of engagement, laziness, Mm -hmm. irresponsibility, even, um, and, and, and preventing us from doing what God has asked us to do.
1: Right. No, absolutely. I agree hundred percent. It, uh, but again, you have to ask the question, you know, how many people having come to church have actually been convicted of that? Right. You know, I mean, I've started to more and more in marriage prep to make sure that they understand their role is to help each other get to heaven. Yep. <laughs> you know, like this is a goal. This is, a, you know, like, like if you don't get your, you know, your kid to heaven, you, you failed. Uh, like, epically failed. Uh but again, what does that mean? Like just dragging them to church? You know, I think it also understanding like how do I how do I model uh Christianity? Yes. How do yeah. I model a relationship? You know, and I do think that this is this other challenge. Like like I don't pray like a woman because I'm not a woman and a woman doesn't pray like a man cuz you know like we're different. And so to be able to let sort of men pray how they want to pray uh you know in, in the midst of it, but
0: I want to come back to that in, okay, in just a moment. Sure. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, interviewing Father Paul Rutten today on the topic of men's spirituality. So Father, you were just saying, um, and I want to take their last seven or so minutes to talk about this a little bit more. <clears throat> um, we shouldn't expect women to pray like men or men to pray like women. I think that, that idea that it might be a difference might be new to some people. Like, wait, wait we're, but we're all disciples. Like... Sure. Uh, yeah, there's difference between men and women, even even in prayer. Yes, even in prayer. Yeah. So, how do men pray differently from women, or how do just how do men pray? Well, you know, I think sometimes we we I
1: really do believe this. We pray physically, like we pray while we work. Maybe even while we're sitting in a deer stand. Uh, we pray when we're in nature. Uh, oh, we pray. Just simply by being, uh, it, yeah. Well, but we, our prayer needs to be connected more, I think, uh, in a physical way. Like we just are tangible. Like we don't, we don't do well, you know, just sitting at times. But we also need to, I think, see other men. Like just the example. So even just quietly being in a church with other men, uh, all there together. Not that we have to say anything, you know, men are classic at that. Right. Right. Um, but the example, the witness, um, of seeing other men pray, uh, being encouraged, uh, to be able to do that. Um, and then to be able to, to sort of figure out how do I share what, what my prayer life is like, you know, um, Because again, I think if, if my only understanding, you know, has to be kind of more like, you know, the little flower, St. Therese or, you know, like, like this beautiful romance um, versus kind of this like adventure, uh, you know, it it definitely can look a little different.
0: Right. Right. Um, I think um, so to that, then I think it's, it is a bit more difficult for men to enter into a more contemplative approach. I think it's easy for us to pray for, our sure. s- our wives, yep. our children, you know, because that's that's more of the active dimension that men, I, I, again, the stereotype, but with some truth to it, or generalization with some truth to it, men a bit are are a bit more active in that sense, mm-hmm. as a, and and I think women do have um, innately uh, uh, a tendency to more easily enter into contemplation, mm-hmm. and yet there is um there is a men are called to that as well. And what that is going to look like is going to be different than it does for a woman. And yet we are called to that. So I'm emphasizing that I think because um, just because we may not be as naturally inclined to contemplative prayer as a woman is, doesn't mean that we don't need to do it. Right. The other hard part,
1: and my dad found the quote, so he always loved it. Uh, Sometimes men fall asleep (laughs) while praying. Uh, but I, but I always point out that often God speaks to men in dreams in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I believe this was Teresa of Avila. Sometimes God is like a surgeon uh, and he has to put his patient to sleep, <laughs> to work on them. Nice. Uh, and so there is this sort of, I think, this ability for, for men to, to be okay with the fact that maybe once they sit down for a moment, they might fall asleep for a little bit. Now you can't call that all prayer. Um to be okay with that too, at the same time, to not like get all worked up because you maybe fall asleep for a little bit, but to be able to say, am I open to what God wants to say to me? It's okay to rest in the Lord. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but my dad always, when he found that quote, he loved it because he'd say, well, Therese, Teresa
0: of Avila says. Can I put the patient to sleep? Yes. Um, Father, we've got about three minutes left. Any, any just kind of like crystallizing this or, or okay, giving the men who are listening a, a specific takeaway? Like, okay, in light of all sure. we've been saying, what do I do as a man to deepen my own faith, my spirituality, my discipleship?
1: One, I think you ask, ask the Lord uh, for a deeper understanding of, of what it means to be a, a man of God. And then two, to take action and to look and to see, if there's another man or there's a, a men's group in your parish uh, or if your parish could start one uh, where you might just meet once in a while uh, to just fellowship and talk and to be able to, to be real about the challenges, uh, to be challenged and encouraged in, in those things, uh, but to take action, to not just sit back and uh, be passive about it, but to really ask, uh, look uh, and begin to, to really um, start somewhere doing something.
0: And if you feel called to, I want to, especially, I mean, I offer this to anybody who's listening, but particularly to anybody who's in the diocese of Sioux Falls, um, feel free to reach out. Again, I give the email address ignition at sfcatholic.org. But if you're interested in resources or how do I start, there's not one, there's not a men's group in my parish. Um, how do I start when please feel free to reach out. Of course, ask your parish, um, your pastor, excuse me. And he might have thoughts, um, but feel free to, to email us and, and we're happy to, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to connect with father Paul cause he has nothing else to right. do uh, but I mean, between the two of us. I think we could help anybody, um, maybe start a men's group if that's something yeah. you're looking for or for some resources. I, um, actually just recently had an email from a gentleman in, uh, your, uh, one of your previous assignments oh. asking me about some, some additional resources sure. you are looking at. So. Great. So I, I think, Father, as we're drawing to a close here, just the, the importance of men entering, taking their faith seriously, um, their own spiritual life, but spiritual life, not just prayer life, but their own relationship with God, because that will spill over in every aspect of their of, of their lives. Absolutely. The more we live it, the more we live our faith, um, the, 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 the brighter we will burn and the greater impact we'll have with God. Yep. Any any final thoughts Father, before we wrap up?
1: St. Joseph, I think would be the other thing to just really pray and ask St. Joseph to have a better understanding of his role. You know, you think about what he was tasked with, uh, <laughs> which is
0: overwhelming. Right.
1: Uh and yet we you know, he did it. And yep. uh, never once was a word recorded of what he said. Yep. So we can do it silently as well.
0: Yeah, so so just by yeah, obviously he spoke, <laughs> yeah. but no, we don't talked. know,
1: but it, it, it's not necessarily, I always say it's not what he said that mattered. It's what he did. Right. Uh, right. And what he did changed the world.
0: And what he like one of the most, um, just before we run out of time here, um, God spoke to him in a dream yeah. so, so, and Joseph knew that God spoke to him and he acted. Yeah. With, with immediacy, right? Like, in, well, no, no, yeah, no. He, he didn't. De- delayed obedience is disobedience. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. So, great. Well, th- thanks father for being on today You're and sharing welcome. your thoughts on men's spirituality. Thanks for having me on. And I would be happy to have you back if you would come back. All right. We'll see. All right. And that will wrap up. What? That, that's the wrong answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, that will wrap up this episode of ignition. You can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes.
1: And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.